0: Welcome to Late to the Movies. <clears throat> As you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast, so it's either going to be yet another pitch-perfect rendition of a John Williams score, or something along the lines of, Welcome to Late to the Movies, my name is Ben Holt, and this is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Each week we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before, and really should have by now. This week, that movie is 1975's Jaws. Jaws. And my guest left to right across your podcast style. we got Will. Hello. We got Robbie. Yo. And uh, I guess I'll put the slide whistle.
1: You didn't introduce the slide whistle?
0: (laughs) And the slide whistle. (laughs) Um, Perfect. Yep. It's yet another edition. This will be our third episode in what we're calling Big Steve Summer. Mm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so the first episode of Big Steve Summer is out by now, but it only came out yesterday, so in case you guys didn't catch it, the story was, I was thinking of a fun name for this theme, which is all month long we'll be talking about blockbusters by Steven Spielberg. Thought maybe Big uh, Hot Spielberg Summer at first, then I thought Hot Steve Summer, then my sister misheard me and thought I said Big Steve Summer, and so we've stuck with that. (laughs) Um, so that's why we're calling it Big Steve Summers. Oh. Hot Steve Summer. Mm, it's too many. Mm. Too many syllables. Um, Before we get back in the water, though, let's talk about, I don't know, you guys watched anything good recently? Oh,
2: okay. oh uh just finished off uh, the most recent a- uh season of Stranger Things.
0: Nice. Me too.
1: Oh, Robbie? Yeah, I, I did finish that. Too.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, that, so, was, that was pretty solid. <laughs> uh We can do a quick couple minutes, uh, a little bit of, a, I guess, a follow-up to the episode there. At least Robbie was on, Greg and Ray too, but they have life events, so they can't be with us today. <laughs> what'd the you think? Of those? Things? Yeah, I'll say we left it as like, we didn't grade the first part. We just said like, we hope they stick the landing. So, so what'd you think of the last two episodes?
2: Um, I thought they did pretty good. Um, Am I trying to go more spoiler friendly
0: or... I would say pretty vague. Um, This episode won't come out until like the third week of July.
2: Oh, okay. So if you haven't seen it, it's kind of on you then, right?
0: Right. You probably don't care if you haven't seen it.
2: Um, I'd say the the death was not surprising. I wasn't. I was kind of surprised there wasn't more.
0: Uh, Yeah, it seemed like they had talked a little bit of a big game. No, no problem. I mean, they they in an interview were asked if there's going to be a body count, and they said, yeah. So I think people were set up for more. But it's not like they advertised the season, like, you're not going to believe how many people die. Yeah. But yeah. that is kind of the vibe in some places. I,
2: I I'm also <laughs> curious to, like, is it going to immediately pick up at that point?
0: I think it has to. It, it is.
2: It um, is. I, I just,
1: like, the article I sent, they mentioned that this season, like, there's not going to be a slow buildup. It's going to, they don't know how fast-paced, but it's definitely going to be fast-paced because it's going to pick up right where. So are they, like, running uphill? They're going to be running up the hill. They're, okay. they're is in it.
0: I think they uh, technically have to run down the hill to get to the center of town from where Probably. most of the main characters ended. Mm.
2: Um, I, I was very annoyed by their um, the bottle mechanics of the Molotov. Those do not break that easily.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they were in a different dimension, so we don't know the physics rules there. Mm, fine. Oof. Got them. <laughs> <laughs> And uh-huh. that different dimension is, I guess, three years earlier in Indiana. <laughs> mm. On a on a
1: similar note, I am a little curious because uh, apparently, flamethrower is just the OP weapon against these things. So, like, now what are the stakes? You just send in the army with a bunch of flamethrowers. They're all aware that the Demogorgons are coming. Like, big bang, yeah. bang, bam.
2: See, I don't know if they do know that.
0: they, yeah. they, they some, some of the government, government does.
2: Loose on who knows what,
0: right? So what'd you think of the last two episodes?
2: Oh, I really enjoyed
1: them. Um, I thought it was very well done. Uh, I'm curious what their plan for the character in the, the end that's in the hospital. Um,
0: yeah. So our, our friend Kyle, who's going to be on the next episode, said he actually likes the Russia stuff. I still pretty strongly disagree. but <laughs>
1: I was making a joke to Will last night where we were talking about it. And he mentioned um, he was curious how they got the Demogorgons there. And I will admit, I am curious about what the hell was going on with all that. Like, w- they just got a Demogorgon factory somewhere. <laughs> how do they catch them? Like, I want the Jurassic Park 2 of Russia
2: yeah they, they never show like a gate there, but they were working in the mall for some reason. That was never really explained that I know people keep saying that that I know. They bought the mall as a cover,
1: and then they opened up the lab underneath it to cover the power costs. and they needed to go to Indiana because that's where
2: the hole was. no, I know. But how did the Russians know about the hole?
0: They just, uh, intelligence. Yeah. So just like
2: some (laughs) undercover person at
0: at like the Hawkins labs. Probably. I mean, probably someone, they probably flipped someone in the Hawkins labs. I don't know. Or somebody
1: in like, in one of the other parts of the government that got reports on it or like when the report was transmitted.
0: I I also liked the last two episodes. I mean, all the stuff in Hawkins remains good. Um, they're, the writing is, you know, but a lot of the performances I thought were really good this season. Um, I wonder if they had been doing like, I don't know if it would have changed. They probably would have still done it like a year in advance if they were going week to week. But, um, you know, the character that does die was a real fan favorite. I wonder if they would have found a way to keep him around. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those you know, weird things
2: where, uh. He kind of had to die, I guess. Yeah, because you can't really say there's... He or there's, she. <laughs> they they um, were kind of a, like the scapegoat, you know? I yeah. guess. You can't really wrap up the story with them coming home. Yeah, the, like no one's going to be happy with them coming back.
1: What do you tell the town? I
2: don't
0: know. Prove prove it.
2: And, and <laughs> you and I guess prove they, it killed anyone. You can't. Th- there's also like the, um, how are they going to explain that Hop's back?
0: Well, they're going to have to, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, they'll just say he was working with the government.
0: Yeah. Yeah. i uh, Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with season five. I don't know. I was surprised that I, I like what they did. And again, we're trying to be circumspect to not be too spoilery, but I like what they did with kind of drawing everything together in a way that works. Uh, an adage of screenwriting and storytelling is that, the uh, most compelling answer to a mystery is always a person. Um, and so the answer to the mystery of what's going on here turns out to be a person. And that's that's been sort of pulling every all the strings over the last four seasons. Uh, it's just weird. Uh, I, I, I wasn't expecting this whole season to just sort of be like The Empire Strikes Back and just be, or Halo 2, and just set up the next one. Uh, you don't usually get that vibe in season four of five seasons, but I guess... They decided to like okay time to wrap, start wrapping stuff up. Let's just set up the final battle, and that'll be season five. Hmm. Yeah, all, all the players are in position, and now we're gonna blow the whistle. Anyway, um, I, I I just went to see Elvis in theaters. Oh, Elvis is dead, but when you got scammed. Oh man, yeah, sorry. It's a hologram. <laughs> well, it was definitely a projection, but that was the projected image of the film Elvis. <laughs> It was uh, it was definitely a Baz Luhrmann movie. If you're not familiar, it's his first movie in like almost a decade. His last one was the Great Gatsby adaptation with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire. Uh, most famously, Moulin Rouge is him, hmm. and he makes really big, big, audacious, bold-looking movies, and uh, the Elvis one is no exception. It is uh, called Elvis, but is definitely about the bizarre Dutch immigrant that managed and arguably mismanaged Elvis's career Hmm. Uh, played by Tom Hanks in a fat suit with a bizarre accent that the day I went to, so people have been making fun of his accent since the trailer came out months ago, but only found out the other day that the character he's playing, the actual man, did not have an accent. Oh, my God. So if you watch that trailer and look at what Tom Hanks is doing, just know that he knows that that guy didn't have an accent. That's he just fantastic. sounded like an American.
1: He's like, oh, he's Dutch. Perfect time to dust off my Dutch accent.
0: Yeah, because like the whole thing is that the government eventually finds out that he's not really a citizen. And um, that doesn't make any sense if the guy has a bizarre, obviously non-American accent. What? Is
1: it me? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a citizen.
0: If the real guy doesn't have an accent, then presumably that's how he tricked people. <laughs> so, sir, could you take off
1: the leader <laughs> Uh
0: Tom ha- Tom Hanks says, Santa Claus no less than 30 times. Amazing. Fantastic shit. Good. Uh, recommend- uh, I liked it, but I don't know if I can recommend it. It's real weird. I hope it gets nominated... For Oscars, so um, all our friends have to watch it before the Oscars party next year. <laughs> That's my solemn hope. All right, uh, time to time to transition. Time, to, na, time to jump on the Orca. Head, na, out, <laughs> head out to sea. Dun, 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 dun. I've seen this movie a whole bunch. Love it very much. Uh, Will, this is kind of the first time for you?
2: Yeah, it's one of those things where it was always on TV because it is an old movie, and I've seen bits and pieces. I know, like, the iconic line yeah. but like, it's about it i've never seen it all the way through
0: yeah so we're counting that for the purposes of our episode yeah. and robbie what's your experience with jaws
1: oh i've seen jaws all the times
0: yeah all of the times all of the times all
1: like, right that and my little brother had like a shark kick when he was growing up so he used to like jaws and deep blue sea it was like three or four seen deep
2: blue sea he used to Deepest root for the blue? sharks
0: <laughs> my hat is like a shark's fin that's the ll cool j song oh hell
1: yeah I love Cool Cool J in that movie. So that's yeah. sad he didn't do more acting.
0: Uh, goofy ass movie, great Sam L Jackson monologue. It's pretty fantastic. Anyway, that being said, who wants to give us a one minute plot summary? All right, I can do this. You should. I don't know if it'll even take a minute. Let's see. It depends how into the nitty gritty you get. I guess. All right
1: and going. So uh, we got a beach town, really important that they get income from tourists there. Uh, Starts off woman swimming in the water. She gets eaten by a shark. Uh, They find her body on the shore the next day. Police chief, he's a guy from New York. He's seen things before. Everybody else there hasn't really seen a crime. He's getting bombarded with petty issues. Goes to check out the crime. Holy crap, girl got eaten by a shark. Goes to close down the beaches. Can't close down the beaches because income. So they go and they make up a story about a boat propeller. Another kid gets eaten by a shark at the beach the next day. Everyone's freaking out. They got to find the shark. Grumpy old shark chaser comes in. He offers to catch a shark, but only do it for 10K. They go out on a boat. They're going to find the shark. They eventually, like, get it but then it gets away so they drink they're having a good time but then the shark comes back he's attacking the boat uh they wake up the next day the shark's eating the boat they hit it with a couple more things and then it eats the big shark killer guy uh and then the chief finally able to get an air tank in his mouth shoots it with a gun blows up the shark
0: bam uh yeah you had a couple seconds to spare well done (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, this is just one of the best movies ever. Made. I think Not I got know. into a lot of the nitty-gritty <laughs> you and did. covered it all. So, so I was going to say, this, is, uh, this comes out, it's maybe sometimes considered the first high-concept movie um, that you can pitch in one line, right? The progenitor of summer blockbusters, this and a couple years later, Star Wars, redefine how the Hollywood movie business works, what the business model looks like, the cycle of when movies come out and why. Um, this changes everything. This literally changes culture forever. So it's kind of a big deal. Did you guys like it? (laughs) I liked it, but this was PG, uh, PG 13 isn't a thing until 84. Uh, Uh, yeah, I don't know. People, people get pretty eaten in this one though.
1: So at that time, PG really meant like. You should probably have a parent there. Yes, because, it like,
0: literally meant parental guidance, please.
1: Because, like, I'm watching this and I'm like, wow, like, this is really graphic for a PG movie. Like, very graphic. I mean, it wasn't over the... T- but, like, I wouldn't let an eight-year-old go watch that Willie... N- well, I guess my little brother did, so it was fine. But whatever.
0: Yeah. What What did you think? You li- did you like it?
2: First oh, yeah. time I, I, I really watching it all it. the way through? It's just, like, a, just a fun adventure, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I kind of looked at yeah,
0: it's it. Yeah, like, an, it's an adventure movie. Yeah.
2: You know, it's I feel like it, the pacing is very well.
0: So just based on sort of the cultural reputation, um, one thing that I think a lot of people don't always remember about it is that um, they don't go out into the ocean until more than halfway through the movie.
2: Yeah, it's probably mm. like an hour 10, and it's like a two-hour or something movie.
0: Yeah, hour 12 when they go out. On the Orca, and it's a two-hour, four-minute movie. So,
1: Roar hates water. They're uh, lucky they got him out there at all.
0: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we've got Steven Spielberg directing from a Peter Benchley novel that he takes a couple passes at a script, and eventually there's a few other people that work on the script. Not all of them even take a credit. Um, A lot of the best stuff in the movie isn't in the book. The only part that's really faithful is the boat stuff in the second half. And even that, the best. Well, maybe one of the best scenes, at least from that, the USS Indianapolis. Um, that's not in the book. That that speech. I feel like the book
1: is basically it's it's got to be like Moby Dick.
0: Ah, uh, not really. There's a lot of other stuff going on. There's a whole mafia subplot. <laughs> no way. Um, where does where does that fit in? Uh, yeah, I know, right? Um, there's a subplot about Hopper having an affair with Brody's wife. Um, nice. That obviously is not in the movie. Yeah. Um it's, it's, uh, Wait. Spielberg wanted it to be more of just like, let's let's make like a good adventure movie. A hopper so. was
1: the Marine Institute guy?
0: Yeah. That would make no sense. Just completely yes. out of
1: left field. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I guess from the movie perspective, we don't know how it goes in the book. That's this, fair.
0: Yeah. So this is much more let's of a, like a, a simpler version of the story that they made into the movie eventually. Um I don't know. Where where do we want to jump in? You, there's so many places to go with this. Either we can talk about the plot for, let's talk about the plot first, I guess. What uh what did you what did you think about how much of the first hour and change of the movie is about um politicians prioritizing profit over the welfare of citizens?
2: Um honestly, <laughs> it it really made me think of just Alien. Mhm. It, it like almost <laughs> like it's it tracks the same with the movie too, where it's like, yeah. you don't really, there's no real threat until like an hour in, like that's when it ramps up. And it's just like things happen along the way. And
0: I'm, I'm glad you said that because when I was pitching you on this movie, I said like, I think you'll like it. Cause I feel like it has a lot in common with their alien. It has a lot of the same DNA.
2: It very much is. And I can also see this just in America today. Like I would not be surprised if there were shark attacks at like, you know, like, down in Miami beach and they'd be like, no, 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 no. This is the summer. It's fine. Ignore it. Yeah. It's a very different movie post COVID. Sure. You know, like you
1: watch it the first time and you're like, well, so a couple of reactions, honestly, watching this again,
0: first of all, I mean uh, like the literal closing of entertainment venues for the public. good. Yeah. I I didn't even think about that, but that's a good point. But So (laughs)
1: like there was that, but then there's also like, um, when Brody is first arguing to shut down their beaches after one attack. You know, when I first watched this movie, I was like, yeah, close down the beaches. But after the first attack, I was like, I don't think closing down the beaches is the right. Like, you wouldn't just close down all the beaches. He does have a point about the business because we've been through this debate. And then as soon as the second attack happens and you have a pattern now, it's like, all right, you obviously should have let people know before the first one. But then the second one, that's when you probably would start wanting to like nobody get into the water. We'll let you chill on the beach. Uh
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty fair. Uh, it's just interesting to see it now that we've lived
1: through the real examples. The point I'm yeah. trying to make, like, because this used to just be a hypothetical.
0: Yeah, no, it's that's that's a that's a great thing to pick up on. And one other th- one direct thing that, not saying they stole this or anything, but just a line that sort of popped out to me with the alien comparison is when Hooper's talking to the mayor and saying, "This is a perfect machine that only swims and eats." Yeah. And makes little sharks, and there's obviously the speech in um, Alien about how the alien is a perfect specimen built to you know.
2: yeah, just just kill and yes. exist, yeah, very much.
0: <laughs> um, but very similar speech.
2: But but it is really funny that you have just characters constantly saying, "Hey, we need to do these steps," and then no one listens, and yes. then this consequences immediately. <laughs>
0: Yep, Um, and and just like I was saying, the second half of it I think is a little bit more, not even a little bit, is definitely more of the public image of the movie is them out on that boat.
2: Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, But but yeah, it just contrasts so well with how crowded the first half of the movie is and how many scenes are people talking and yelling over each other and just in each other's ways. Uh, Good, good movie. Definitely. Good movie. So we got Roy Scheider as... Chief Brody Richard Dreyfuss is Hopper and Robert Shaw as Quint. Who just like, that is, we all grew up in coastal Massachusetts. We, if we weren't suppressing our accents, we'd all sound exactly like Quint. <laughs> oh man.
1: I, uh, I thought it was funny because Quint is a man who has exactly one marketable skill in life and he just hit the jackpot. I would be, I would be going for that 10 grand too. Like, all right, baby, I've been doing nothing but killing sharks and now these people need a shark killed.
0: Quint's time to shine. (laughs) Quint's time to shine. So it's a great introduction for a character in that town meeting where he just nails on the chalkboard and you turn around and he's given like this really serious, face. you all know who I am. You know what I do for a living. And there's just like the it's really, n- no, no one knows who <laughs> are you. <laughs> and the really like it's insensitive uh, cartoon of a shark eating a child <laughs> on the blackboard.
1: Behind oh, him. No. I was, he's like scratching over. I'm like, wait, what the hell is on the blackboard?
0: Yeah, It, it, it was him
2: just drawing, <laughs> waiting for his moment. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm going to wait for the most dramatic moment. In the meantime, I'm going to color. <laughs> Um, yeah man that's a that's a great performance by robert joe
1: was good towards the end though like you start to notice that he just is he just says random things constantly like his script must have been a mess i think they just probably wrote in like just
2: ramble on randomly I, i think the other part about that is like he does really good with knowing what he's doing and then at like a random point everything's just derailed and it's like have you even killed a shark before (laughs) like wait do you know what you're doing
0: (laughs) he just yeah he just starts taking it really personally and doesn't want help and is just breaking their means of communication with the mainland
2: pushing the the boat too much
0: (laughs) pushing the boat too much on purpose so it stalls out and the engine breaks and Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i like that it's not even that dramatic it's just Reggie drive is yelling at him and then he's just like, all right, well it's broken. Let's wait now. And the ship's obviously sinking.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was giving me big shining vibes at that point where like, he's like just purposely breaking the machinery. I don't know. It just, yeah, it seemed yeah, like, yeah. what the hell are you? Cause even when he was like accelerating, they're like, you're going to blow the engine. And he's just like, H-h-h-h. "It's like, what are you, what's your goal here? Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's, that's, uh, that's Quint for you. He is, he does, he is just saying stuff. He's uh, Robert Shaw based him on a guy that was also in the movie, a, a real life fisherman. who I forget the name of, but he plays the, I think Ben Gardner who isn't like a big character in the movie, but did they mention his name is like, yeah, that's Ben Gardner's boat or whatever. Oh, is he the dead guy? I think you might be. Yeah. And that's who Quint and that's who Shaw based Quint on. And a lot of <laughs> the kind of weird mutterings and stuff that he's just like saying, that are like kind of limericks, kind of just stuff he's saying. I guess that was this actual guy was just saying that while they were producing the film. They're like, well, we're putting that in the script. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Good movie. Um, uh, once they do get out on the water, that's, that's maybe like the best 54 minutes in American film (laughs) history. So tight. So good. You could really just isolate that and be like great movie, but with the hour and change that comes before it, which is all good stuff. Um, it's awesome. So overall, structurally, I I, I love this movie. Um, it's well done.
1: I like it. The first hour where they're freaking out about the shark and they're on the dock and. uh, the
0: kids in the boat, and the, he's like, "Get
1: out of the boat!" And the mom's like, "No, no, no, that's fine." And then she has to see a picture of a shark eating a boat to know, like, "Oh, that little boat's not going to protect your kid from the."
2: Like, yeah, it's uh, just know. parenting. It, it's like you just watched like a little kid get brutally murdered at the beach that morning, and it's like, "No, no, that's no, fine."
0: It's like, "Oh, I don't want to traumatize him." I'm like, he should be traumatized. He's already traumatized. He just saw a kid get murdered. So that's a moment that's out to me this time when I was thinking about going into the movie what I really love about it is all the little things that are seeded throughout that uh, I think you can give Spielberg a lot of credit for the the little things that's definitely one of them just the she's being like oh you're overreacting just calm down she's like her husband's really stressed so she's trying to do it and then she looks down and sees that picture and goes get out of the boat." it's very funny um yeah she's like oh you're reacting appropriately you're underreacting if anything yeah Oh, it's all the little things in this movie that that are just so perfect and, and so good. Uh, another one that stands out to me that isn't in the the copycat movies of this, of which there are many, is a moment like um, when Brody's at the kitchen table and his son's just like mirroring everything he's doing. And it's just like a silent scene of them doing that for a while. And then he's just like, just give me a kiss. I just really need one. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that, that kind of thing isn't in a lot of these things. Brody's not, uh, I mean, he's a cop and he's obviously seen some stuff in New York, but he's not like, I mean, he's like a sensitive dude and he's not an action hero. Yeah. Uh, none of these guys are.
2: Yeah. They, and they never really explained why he doesn't like the water either.
0: Some people don't.
2: <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure if the, like, he makes it seem like there was like a major reason.
1: You might just not know how to swim if you grew up in New York. Yeah. Oh well, I guess he kind of does bad. but he's just paddling. That's different. But whatever.
0: Yeah, he's paddling, and he's got. Um, I mean, Hooper there has like an actual wetsuit and flippers on, so he's probably doing most of the. Well, they have the,
1: the floaty barrels.
0: <laughs> yes, that too. Yeah. Um. Right. Well, all the way at the end. So there's a couple shots in this movie that are literally taught in film school. Uh, I know because I was in a film history class, and we spent an entire class talking about. The dolly shot. Do you know, Do you guys know what I'm talking about when I say the dolly shot? Nope. So when Alex, who's the little boy who dies, the second thing that the shark kills in the movie, second person, I shouldn't say thing, because he kills fish too. Um, the second person that the shark kills in the movie, Alex, who's the one that's out on the beach, whose mom is rude to Brody later in the movie. Understandably so. <laughs> I don't know if she was rude to him. Um, so... There's the shot of the shark kind of rolling Alex over on his on his uh, floaty raft, and then it cuts to Brody, and there's that zoom on Brody. Oh, okay, yep. And uh, the dolly shot is that it's zooming while the camera's being moved, so it has the uh, effect of distorting the background around the focus of the shot. Um, and so that's what's happening in that shot,
2: oh, like very like tunnel vision kind of,
0: yeah. so it's it zooms in on Brody's face while the like world around it kind of fish eyes almost. Mm-hmm. so they they're basically pulling the camera backwards while zooming in, right? Yeah, like they're physically or, pulling backwards, or it's the reverse that they're zooming, they're zooming out while zooming pushing forward. in. That makes sense. And if I'm wrong about that, we'll cut it out wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. so that so that shot's just like, uh, that's a good way to transition into this movie is just Spielberg showing off and uh, eventually getting very, very upset when he's not even nominated for best director when he thought that Jaws was going to he'd set the record for Oscars. Yeah. Essentially just sweep it. Yeah. And he doesn't even get nominated for best director. Um, but yeah, so this whole movie is Spielberg as a 26 year old. I know it's, Really tough to hear that as someone older than that who hasn't made Jaws yet. No. Um, But him being like, all right, I can't, I can't make the movies I want to want, make, so I'm going to adapt this kind of trashy book <laughs> and just direct the hell out of it. And he does. Um, especially in that first half of the movie with all the crowd scenes and, and the different group shots, everything's just so well blocked. And even throughout his career, he's always had really good blocking, uh, meaning like it's almost how you would see it on like a stage play, the way all the characters are arranged. So you can see everyone's face, even if they're in a big group. Um, it's just awesome. There's a lot of shots throughout the movie of there's characters in the background doing something while you're on someone's face in the foreground. That's just like reacting. Uh, cool movie. (laughs) Yeah, so it's, it's a lot of Spielberg showing off. So yeah, that dolly shot, I feel like, is is just, you know, a huge example of that. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that underwater camera work, very uh, iconic. That's the first time we'll use it this episode of all, you know, the sharks swimming under all the people's legs. Yeah. I've been talking for like way too long now, so you guys say stuff.
2: <laughs> I, I think my one shock from like not seeing, like, like this being my first time, hmm is that I thought Jaws ate a lot more people.
0: Mm. It's yeah. Like, it's like I,
2: I was assuming like Chrissy it, Alex, like that random
0: guy, and then Quinn, right?
2: Yeah. Yep. Spoilers. Well, well, plus the little kid too. That's Alex. Oh so it's Chrissy Alex.
0: Random guy in the pond in the who doesn't pond. get a name and they yeah. don't really dwell on afterwards. Oh, a <laughs> uh, girl in the beginning. Yeah, Chrissy. Oh, yeah.
2: Chrissy. Shit. Sure. Oh yeah, but like I was expecting like the beach scene to happen and it to be like the beaches of Normandy. Yeah, <laughs> like that—that's that, what I was thinking was going to happen. It's like the the mayor's like, no, 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 everyone like bullying people to go swim. Yeah, and then I was expecting like bloodbath. Yeah, not no, just one.
1: I think he got. A, I think he got a dog too. At that point, oh, he did get a dog. Oh, he does. I'm glad they don't show. I think
0: that. right right before the little kid, he gets the dog. Yeah. yeah. We'll just pretend that he, that guy finds his dog.
1: Yeah, they were, there was craziness. They found the dog after. It was fine.
0: You never see the dog die, so he doesn't. Yep. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good way to go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we should talk about that beginning. Um, Chrissy's being dragged back and forth across the water and dies. And yeah, pretty brutal. Good good way to start a movie. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the guy's just out cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. She, that was a stunt woman who got the job because she was willing to perform nude. Alrighty. <laughs> and I mean, its it makes sense that it's a stunt war, woman because I was like watching it like, wow, they're really like, Whipping she's in around. the water being dragged around and stuff. That's legitimately very dangerous. Oh, it's a whole lot of flailing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder how they were dragging her
0: there must have just been an, I think there must've been something mechanical cause she was going back and forth really quick. So mm. it can't have just been someone dragging her. I don't think. Right. You <laughs> got two jet
1: skis with ropes and one goes this way. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: So, so yeah. So it makes sense that it's a stun woman. Mm. Um, and yeah, cool scene. Hmm. I watched it on the new ish 4k, the 45th anniversary edition. This package was released in 2020 and, um, yeah, all those low light scenes look awesome on it. So big, big recommend for that 4K. <laughs> nice. A lot of cool features, too, about the making of and all that stuff.
2: <laughs> I I like how easily the mayor just bullies everyone in the town.
0: Yeah, well, he's he's looking out for the economy, right?
2: Like, you're literally just telling the police what to do and just told the uh, the medical examiner, like, no, it was a boating accident.
1: Well, he's got the police, he's got the uh, town's lawyer with him. So anytime Brody wants to do something, he's like, well, you legally can't, you know, like he really does it watching it. It was just like, oh, this is all way too accurate. Like even the people that want to help, they're like, nope, we got this little reason why you can't
0: Mm -hmm. go Mm -hmm.
1: fill out this stupid form. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: It would have been definitely the just desserts of the mayor getting eaten, but you know.
0: It feels like he should get eaten, right? Yeah, but uh, he's basically not in the movie after the first hour. So they should have done like a
1: like a flash to a sign
0: to like recall the mayor at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of Marion's signs, um, there's that that really great shot when Hooper and Brody are trying to convince the mayor that is framed with like from a low angle, so you can see their faces and then the billboard behind them that's been vandalized. Yeah. And uh, that's just a great scene. It just looks awesome. It's
1: really fantastic.
0: (laughs) Not not to go all Chris Farley show on it, but yeah, that was awesome. (laughs) That was so cool. I don't have anything critical to say about it. It was just awesome.
2: I think it's just a well put together, like ping ponging kind of scene. Yeah. No, like everything's happening all at once, Mm -hmm. but like it's still organized, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like
0: choreographed.
2: Yeah. It's very well done.
1: I really like the, uh, USS Indianapolis scene. I thought that was good. I've, uh, like I saw a Reddit thread of actual like accounts from that and it's pretty spot on. Like (laughs) he's telling like an accurate, they were in the water for five days. It was a secret mission. So nobody even was reported like they weren't even reporting of having left, let alone of having returned. So it took an extra like couple days for them to even know they weren't supposed to, I don't know. It's just nuts.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it's harrowing, no doubt. That scene is not in the book, like I said, uh, but written eventually um, by uh, someone suggested to Spielberg. Like, hey, there's this USS Indianapolis thing, and Spielberg hadn't heard of it, so he's like, "Oh, I'll write it." I wonder if that guy was a
1: survivor from it, like the one yeah, on set you were talking about.
0: Um, and then I think the original is like a ten page long monologue. That then Robert Shaw, who plays Quinn himself, takes and and he was a writer and a playwright too, and he edits it into the final version that's in the movie, and delivers it. Awesome, Yep. good job again. Like no notes. A lot of people think this is the best scene in any movie ever. Oh wow, uh, hard to disagree. The whole thing starting with them comparing the scars and getting like this like more drunk as they're going. And, yep uh dreyfus like unbunding his shirt and being like broken heart that's i I got all that beat and then um yeah it's good i'm getting quinn to talk about the indianapolis and that's just yeah just one of the monologues of cinema so good it's really good right right into the singing after that uh that song always gets stuck
1: in my head yeah show me the way to go home Anytime I'm like out doing I something wanna go to way back up from a hike, <laughs> something like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> had a little drink about an hour ago when I went to my head. Uh yeah. Yeah. Just the the vibes are great at that point. Immediately ruined by that shark. It knew. It repeatedly knew. ramming into the boat. The shark has fantastic timing. You had to give him that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that scene's amazing. So good. Um, not one that says pulled out quote wise. So did were you like surprised when all of a sudden it slows down and there's just like a boozy hangout scene?
2: Yeah. I, w- I was not expecting that. I was like, like, oh, we're going to wait. I wasn't expecting this whole adventure to take like a full day.
0: Like, Pretty much. Afternoon, yeah. Night,
2: into the next day.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. Um,
2: I, I assumed that it was like going to ramp up faster, but like it still all got there.
0: Yeah, that basically him ramming the boat that time sets up the end of the movie. That's pretty much all them in action from that point on because it's it's dark out, but you you get that. It, I guess it's daybreak because the sun comes up not too soon after that. Yeah, and there's no there's no more pausing between then and the end of the movie. Um, too bad. So yeah, Quint basically tells that story. <laughs> Goes up. Destroys the, uh, communication. <laughs> Importantly says he's
1: never putting a life
0: jacket on again. Yeah. Yeah. I like that none of the guys end up wearing life jackets. <laughs> they do at the end. The other two. Do we there? Cause he's in. No, the-
2: he takes it off when he grabs the gun and then the other one goes into the, uh. Wetsuit the into the cage. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. They, I, they I take
0: would- them, but they don't ultimately use them when they go in the water. <laughs>
2: I was really waiting for, um. He went like hiding after the dive suit in- incident to like grab the spear. I was like waiting for his moment, and he just doesn't appear until the literal end.
0: Mm. Yeah, he probably—I don't know. I guess they were—he's not that deep down, so he can—he has the light from the sun, so he can probably see what's going on. It's oh yeah, like, no, doesn't look good up there. Yeah, he's watching all <laughs> that,
2: and like you would have expected, like a, just a poke, and then he'd probably get eaten or whatever. But mm-hmm. did not happen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I don't go. know why they didn't think that couldn't pierce through its skin. Like, when they showed the needle at first, it was a completely different needle, and then he put it into this bigger needle, and I was like, wait, I think he could have yeah. stabbed that anywhere. Like, I don't think he needed a mouth shot. Yeah, no. Especially It would have been
2: their, good
0: if he got a mouth shot. It would have mm, been better.
2: Yeah. But they were getting, like, the harpoon shots through him and everything, and I know that that's still, you know, it's shooting out of a gun, but yeah, you do have the harpoon guns that he was walking around with. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. 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 I guess it's a balance of wanting to make sure versus wanting to just try and get him as he's going by.
2: <laughs> yeah. And he was not very aware of his surroundings the second he went into the dive box.
0: No. He's like, oh, the shark went
2: that way and then just stops looking around.
0: Yeah, immediate regret, right? Yep. Because he's down there for like a a minute before the shark destroys the cage. <laughs> well,
1: I I think maybe he was thinking he had the boat behind him. You yes. know, you forget that you don't have you have like a a whole yeah whole three sixty <laughs> because like yeah you go down yeah no doubt. But
0: he's um yeah thank God he's only that scene's only like a minute or two or too long because that is I think of all the stuff that like really freaked me out as a kid. I think that was. That's the big, like, horror movie moment.
1: (laughs) I've seen a video of somebody in one of the shark tanks where, like, the shark gets out and, like, it's terrifying because the shark gets into the tank and, like, you're like, oh my God, this guy's going to get eaten. And you just don't see what happens. It's chaos. And then, like, the shark swims out and then the guy, he managed to, like, cram himself to the bottom of the tank and just he comes out afterwards. It's just nuts to see, like, that scene happen in real life just
0: randomly. Yep. And, um, the. The movie 47 meters down is entirely about people in one of those cages that gets yeah. detached from its boat and like sinks 47 meters down. Oh, damn. Yeah.
1: And um, there's just sharks all around them. They get a side. Yeah. They out.
0: they have like super big, multiple huge sharks around them. Is that based on a true story? I don't think so. Uh, open it has. Water uh, is. Yes, it is. It's awful. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> I was thinking about well, was that? that when
2: they all they forget to put the ladder out. And they're on like the boat in the middle of the ocean. The boat just leaves
0: leaves them. Yeah, it's like a couple and they just get left.
2: I'm thinking of a different movie where it's like a bunch of like, I say teens, but they're probably like in their 20s and they go out in a boat and they all Mm. hop off of it and someone forgets to put the ladder down
0: and they can't get back on it. And they can't
2: get back on. And they oh, didn't
1: tell
0: anyone that they were out there.
1: There's two. I've seen that one. I haven't seen open water. I have seen that one. I know the premise of open water though.
0: Oh yeah, they just get left by the tour boat or whatever the and then boat. they're circled by sharks for a while and then they start getting attacked and then they die. <laughs> that that one I read the <laughs> so, synopsis for, it, it. but that came out when we were in like high school.
1: The other one, they like they're using a boat they're not familiar with and the ladder's like locked into the side. So they're like trying to like jam a knife into the side to climb back up and like it's it's
2: interesting like drop it and they try and like swim down to get it but no one can
0: oh i don't know that one i forgot what
1: the name of it is It's like a
2: suspense thriller i think we probably watched it together probably it was probably (laughs) Uh,
0: there's even a sequel to 47 meters down where it's a bunch of um like hot co-eds swimming through uh, like ancient South American ruins that are underwater for some reason. Nice. And the sharks are chasing them through like a maze. It's, it's different, but also, um, the first 47 meters down has like a pretty interesting, uh, I guess, spoiler alert for that. Go ahead. 30 seconds. It has a fake out ending Uh where the person thinks that they've been rescued, but they actually are just having like, um, whatever the kind of like hallucinations that you get from being like pressurized wrong. Gotcha. And they're still underwater at the end of the movie, oh, <laughs> um, but they're still underwater at the end of the movie, but um, the Coast Guard or whatever has come to rescue them. Okay. But they thought they were down there with their sister and they thought them and their sister had gone out, but the sister's actually been eaten by sharks. <laughs> oh, jeez. And that's what they like wake up to. Oh, damn. And that's- the per- the person who survives is Mandy Moore. So I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah I was thinking the ocean in general is just terrifying like yeah not for me <laughs> have, you, have you seen the, there's like the quote of like you're not scared of um, being alone in the dark you're scared you're really not like the ocean right. is both you're right. both terrified of being alone in the ocean and that you're not alone in the ocean like both of those outcomes are terrifying yeah
0: it's like I mean if you think of any of the predators on land like maybe you're better equipped to climb a tree to get away from them than you are but anything in the ocean is better at being in the ocean than you, than are. you are. A thousand <laughs> times better. Just yeah.
1: infinitely better. And you probably won't even see them before they're already like grabbing.
0: Yeah. You. Uh Crawl, which is the alligator um, like movie. Uh, also like Placid, which is alligators. I mean, there's so many copycats. Yeah. And just the general, I mean, it's, it's sort of a Hitchcockian thing that Spielberg's lifting, but the general, let's not show the thing and just use your imagination and use implication. Mm. Um, Yeah. Lakes give me a really weird, like eerie feeling. Well, they're even darker. You can't see into them.
1: I don't know what it is, but it's just like an Eldritch's horror, you know, like you just have this, like there's an ancient beast in here somewhere.
0: Yeah. And plus if you touch the, like the actual bottom bottom. of lakes and ponds, they're a lot slimier. You just feel like something slimy lives down there, you know? Well, that definitely does. (laughs)
1: How big is the
0: question? Yeah, right. Oh, man. Yeah, so we should talk about the whole uh, not showing the shark thing. There are, you know, entire books and documentaries you can watch about the production of this movie, so we don't have to go too deep into it because we don't really usually spend that much getting into, like, filmmaking too, too much. But uh, needless to say, first movie filmed in the ocean has tons of problems. The ocean is not cooperative. Uh, Having equipment in salt water is very bad. (laughs) Um, It's an absolute nightmare that everyone thinks is going to be a huge failure over budget, over time, everything. Um, And the mechanics of the sharks don't always work that well. So they say, screw it. We're not going to show them that much then because we can't because they don't work. And uh, then they sort of just go with that and becomes an awesome, awesome choice that you don't really see the shark. And I don't know, you see, I guess when, when Brody does, when he's chumming the water in that famous scene where he then, you know, backpedals and tells Quinn he needs a bigger boat, Uh, not to undersell that line, but
2: (laughs) that that was what the one that was definitely one of the lines I was like, "Oh, hey, I know that one."
0: Hey, yeah, the DiCaprio meme pointing at the screen, yeah. And like when you see the boat and you realize, like, they're in
1: a literal wooden boat that it looks like you could just pull apart yourself, you know, like as like
2: the actual planks. It's like, oh, 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 yeah, everything's God. just very, yeah. very old. Yeah,
0: and that, uh, that line improvised by Roy Scheider. Oh, you're gonna need a bigger boat. Um, and I always forget that he. That's that's not him being glib. He's literally saying, we need to go back and get tell the big- Coast Guard to come back with like a ship. <laughs> yes. yeah, like, no, we need like a legitimately bigger boat. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we we need to go back to shore and come back with a larger boat. It's not just him have even been idly saying. Put that on the boat like they would have had to tow it back. Like, yeah, you couldn't. Oh, no, not at all. They they try to even though it's like very obvious that that's not going to work. No, it almost like they almost die just on the deck of the boat multiple times.
1: <laughs> the barrels was a very good idea that should have
2: worked if it wasn't yeah. a monster shark. Yeah. yeah, like the logic is definitely sound
0: there. Yeah. It's like
2: you're tiring out the beast when
1: he's like he can't go under with three barrels. It's like, there's no like. Have you even tried to take like a um, like medicine ball or something under the oh, water? Yeah.
2: Like you you
1: can't.
0: <laughs> the yeah. amount
1: of weight, it's just.
0: I don't know. Right, it's a good idea. And that's that's one of the few times that Quint's like really freaked out is when the barrels aren't working.
1: <laughs> She's like, no, no way with three barrels.
0: Yeah. And, uh, man, yeah, good stuff. And then the other time, of course, uh, he gets eaten at the end there. He he does. He does get eaten. <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. Yeah. Um, the, the making of documentary that I was watching that has a, a good moment with the producers talking about like, We read this book. It was so exciting and we just wanted to make it into a movie. But if we had read it twice, we would have never tried to make it into a movie when we started thinking about like so much of it has to be in the ocean. We somehow have to like get a shark to jump onto a boat and like eat a man. How are we going to film that? <laughs> Nobody trains sharks. We don't have one shark trainer. <laughs> yeah. And so they're like, wow, this is the, if we had thought about it harder, we would have realized what a nightmare it would have been to produce this movie. And we wouldn't have done it. Well, you think
1: like bad guy monster. Oh, that's tough. Bad guy shark. Oh yeah. Shark. Shark's a thing. That's
0: easy. Right. <laughs> <It> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, there's no like trained sharks, and I guess we have to make big robots. Yeah, I mean, it's a trained
1: bear, we can put him in a shark costume.
0: Yeah, so I think uh, our next episode is going to be on Jurassic Park, so we'll talk about practical effects versus CGI a lot in that one, I'm assuming, but. Even though it's obviously a fake shark, it's still plenty effective, I think.
1: Yeah, it works fine. You don't even really know it's... You can't tell it's fake until you get the bigger
2: shots of it either. Like When yeah. it's just the head, it looks like a real shark. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I feel like it still aged fine. Right, but yeah. Like compared to... Like, yeah, no, absolutely. I stuff think, nowadays.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's totally effective. It's so. what
2: you said, 47 years
0: now? Yeah, I'll be 47 now, yeah.
2: So like 47 years later and it's still like... Yeah, this is what I expected. Like, it's still good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's pretty
1: it's, timeless. It's an adventure movie. It's not like one of those ones where you see it, it's clear where they, like, zoom out, and it's a model with, like, a puppet or something. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, it, like it the old Godzilla fine.
2: movies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not a guy in a suit, like, <laughs> banging Ma. on the cage. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's the thing. It's like, even, I know it's probably not Richard Dreyfuss. It's a stunt guy, and sorry I didn't look it up, but when the big robot is like trying to breach the cage mm. and it's like actually getting in there and the uh, hoover characters like on top of it, stabbing it and stuff. It's like, that's, I mean, even though that's a robot, there's a guy underwater doing that. Yeah. Like that's looks, pretty scary. It's pretty good. They got it to bleed pretty good. Yeah. A lot of blood. Uh, I love when he blows it up at the end and there's just a million shark bits in the air. Oh, just chunks.
2: From,
1: from the compressed air <laughs> tank. And it's like, all right, guys, it could blow up, but it's not like it's C4.
2: Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah a, no, it would that.
1: probably still kill the shark. It just wouldn't make like a atom bomb
2: explosion in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, no, it'd probably you know? just. Go Smile, fight you son away. of a. And then. <laughs> really good. Was I was waiting good. for that line. That was like the one line I'm like, oh, it's it's in there. Yeah. I didn't know that the um the doll's eyes line was in this movie. Oh, it was. Yeah. Uh, Cause like he was he's going on, it's telling a story, and I hear it, I'm like, just, oh hey, I know that one. It's like a doll's eyes.
1: And then yeah, I, yeah. I did notice like there was one scene when the shark's like in the boat and you see like the full head,
2: and like you get a close up of the eyes, and I was like, Well, those are like a doll's eyes. Yeah, quite
0: quite literally, yeah.
2: Uh, I also don't understand why everyone's so angry at each other the entire time on the boat.
0: Oh, they're just angry people. Yeah, well, Quint doesn't respect them. Yeah. And then, like,
2: the other one's upset that he's essentially being calling like a, like a college kid, like a rich yeah. boy. Yeah. Even though like he knows his stuff too, it's, it's, but like yeah. he, he also doesn't handle any authority well.
1: They just yes. put three brooding alcoholics, but just different yeah. on
2: the same boat. Different flavors. He, yeah. That's definitely <laughs> what it is.
0: And um, By the way, uh, Richard Dreyfus in this movie, Hooper, is it Hooper or Hopper? It's Hooper, right? I think it's Hooper. Okay. Just cause, just cause we did, we were just talking about stranger things. So that's why I keep mixing it up in my mind. Yeah. Um, the, the fits he has in this movie are like would would cost you like $800 to look like that version of hipster these days, I feel like. He's, just got, he's got denim, chunky sweaters, glasses. Oh, the, the hat. Yeah, the half beanie and stuff. It's like, oh, oh yeah. that's just like the best barista in town is wearing that right now.
1: <laughs> he shows up to a working man's job with the most expensive equipment available. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's he's super rich but
0: he's like dressing down kind of but but in a still stylish way but yeah it's just like that whole style skipping a generation and everyone like what their grandparents wore was cool because what their parents wore is lame now yeah um but yeah that's just like the er hipster look of the day it was what richard drafus is in in this movie (laughs) oh man um man yeah
2: i I did also like the slight bit of like redneck aspect of all the fishermen like, oh yeah, $10,000. We're going to go out there and people are throwing just dynamite. I was waiting for all (laughs) of them to crash into each other. There's like
1: eight people next to him and he's just throwing
2: dynamite. Like, what the hell are you doing, buddy? It's like there's a whole lot more ocean than this like, I feel like they were all in your living room. Mm -hmm. That was about as big as uh, the water area was.
1: well. He's like, uh, if you don't stop them from going out, there's like eight dudes that are going to drown. It's like, well, I'm not the Coast Guard. I'm the police, so I guess there's eight dudes that are going to go drown.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's your problem. Um, And before I forget, this is way back in the first half, right before that Dolly shot, which is, of course, the iconic line when um, that old guy's talking to Brody, and Brody kind of brushes him off by saying, some bad hat, Harry. (laughs) And (laughs) Unfortunately, that that line, of course, used by the uh, since very canceled Brian Singer for his production company. So, if you remember, at the end of like the X Men movies and the Usual Suspects, Bad Hat Harry Productions.
1: A couple shows on TV because it's like ingrained yes. in my yeah. head. Yeah, like bad hat. I was gonna bring that up yep. too. Like that's some Bad Hat Harry. And then, did he just like that sound clip? Like I guess he did. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs>
0: And uh, not, yeah, the original, or at least one of the logos of that production company is, like, a guy with a bad hat talking to another guy sitting on a beach in front of those, like, striped tents. Yes. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, just
0: just the thing to mention.
1: I want to say it was, like, Fairly odd Oddparents or something like that.
0: Yeah, it was something. It had to be something like that because the, like, number of times I saw it, it had to be, like, a, a cartoon or a sitcom or something. It might have
1: been Jimmy Neutron. It was one of those.
0: Let's see. Bad Hat Harry Productions. Uh, Yeah, all those X-Men movies still to this day. House? Maybe. House is like the longest running show for them. Legion, if you watched Legion, I guess. Seems to, it's probably House that I'm thinking of. I
1: found the animated one. I didn't watch a
2: lot
0: of House. House is a good show. House is a good show. Yeah.
1: I found the like, <laughs> like
0: the animated. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Mm. But it's, it's I just, ingrained in my brain too.
1: Would they have done an animated after like a show like house? Yeah. Why
0: not? I guess so. Why not? So yeah. That first half plays almost like a mystery. And then the second half is just thriller and bros at sea and camaraderie and uh, broken quickly and everyone hating each other. Good stuff fair. I love the moment and I was talking about like the little things that I love in this movie um, when Hooper's getting into the cage and he's trying to like um, get his goggles in to like not fog up and he can't spit and he's, he just looks up and he, he kind of chuckles and says I got no spit <laughs> and uh, he's just like trying to chuckle and make a joke out of it but you can tell oh this is the scaredest this man's ever been. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yep. I noticed that, like, for how enthusiastic he is, he's terrified a lot of the movie. Yeah. But, like, he, he's he, very excited about the sharks. But then he's, like, even with him uh, gutting the the, yeah, first he's a shark, <laughs> he's, like, doing it very happily, but then also, like, hyperventilating the entire time. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And, and then
2: it was, like, him going, um, just, they were just going out on his boat. They find, like, the wreck. Of the other boat. And then he's like freaking out before he even got into the water.
0: Yeah. Well, because like, okay, well, we know there's a shark out here. I'm, yeah. It's nighttime. I'm going to head in. It's not going to be able to see a foot in front of my face. The
1: comparison between somebody who's just studied sharks and somebody who's actually hunted sharks. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And just, uh, I mean, there, he's like a real dude, right? He's not a superhero. He's he's going to get the job done, but he's going to have some real human emotions trying to do it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's not going to get the job done. He doesn't really help at the end, but... No, <laughs> yeah, no he probably should have along. mentioned
1: the poison killing stick before, like, that moment. There was well, other opportunities to stab it. I think yeah, it's, yeah, like... he it definitely
2: gets close to the boat a lot of the time.
0: I think it's any time he tries to, like, suggest his stuff, he's just getting shut down. That's fair. So That is fair.
2: I, but I feel like... It's
0: really, like, once the ship's sinking, that Quint's like, all right, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> we tried my way
1: i suppose this isn't working i do like that they are always are going for guns it's water guys you got about like four inches and then mm. it's not gonna work
0: yeah. <laughs> Go it comes it. up a lot you got you gotta hit it on the fin i guess yeah.
2: he does get a few good shots on him but he is a monster of a shark so yeah it's like a bb gun to a bear
1: the uh they ended up like lighting up a sunfish in one of the harbors after this movie came out they had a SWAT team go out to it somebody uh called out there was a shark in the bay it was one of those 600 pounds sunfishes just oh the real s- stupid look of things just stunning and they like showed up in like a little boat and just lit the hell up out of it oh my yeah. god
0: man that's, lit it the
1: hell up is what I was looking
0: for that's crazy lit it the hell up. So um, I don't really like beaches. What do you guys feel about beaches?
2: <laughs> um, I don't like the heat or sand. I'm very Anakin Skywalker.
0: Yeah, it gets everywhere. It's coarse and
2: irritating.
0: Uh, you too? No, I like the beach.
1: Okay. Um, I like the first, like I, I like the entry part of the ocean. I don't like just open ocean as much. No, yeah, up,
0: up to your not even barely waste before pre waste. If I can see the beach, I'm fine. That's my. I always think like if you're in up to your waist, you've been within ten feet of a shark, right? Probably. Yeah, mm, probably. we get a lot of we get a lot of sharks in this area. Yeah,
2: uh, I don't know if sharks can survive in the in the
0: river. Well, not in the river. I meant like. <laughs> no, I don't like. I'm thinking like going to our
2: local beach, and it's you know. I'm, you, I
0: meant like horse neck in Newport.
2: <laughs> it's like half mercury. <laughs> yeah, that's true power plant water
0: power yeah power plant water and after 100 years of mill water yeah, growing extra arms and stuff yeah i, I, I think i the water does kind of freak me out like you're saying like oceans in general ocean exploration always kind of freaks me out there was that Kristen stewart movie from a couple years ago deep water or dark water no dark water is the the ben affleck erotic thriller that just came out oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it was Kristen Stewart, and it turned out. I mean, it was only it's only a couple years old, and it was in theaters, but maybe not a lot of people have seen it. So I'm not going to no, tell I, you what happened. I happens. don't even know of it. Um, it's basically kind of like The Abyss. She's working at this deep sea base that's uh, like at the bottom of the ocean.
2: Very like, and um, stuff bio, starts
0: going wrong. Like oh, very
2: yeah. Bioshock esque. Sure,
1: yeah. Like, kind of um, like Sphere.
0: Probably kind of like Sphere. I haven't seen this Christmas tour movie, but I assume it's probably kind of like (laughs) Sphere. Except there is like a big monster thing that she sees at the end. Um, But I guess they come to an agreement or something. I don't know. Uh, The Abyss by James Cameron. If you're into undersea stuff, check that out. That movie rocks. Try and find the good ending. There's multiple versions of the ending. There's multiple versions of the format you can find the movie in. Apparently James Cameron just supervised a 4k of it. That'll be out sometime in the next couple of years. We'll see. I don't know. That movie rocks though. Have you guys seen the abyss? Why are there
2: a bunch of endings? How do you know which one you're watching?
0: Um, one, one doesn't make any sense because it cut a lot of stuff out, but it, it being James Cameron, there's like an environmental message that in, I think like the original theatrical version get, got completely cut out. Okay. Um, but in the, I don't even know if it's the director's cut or if it's called like the complete version or mm-hmm. um, it's not quite as many different versions as like Blade Runner, yep. which has a quote unquote director's cut that isn't even the director's cut. And then you have to like watch the complete edition for the director's version of it.
2: That's really um funny.
0: It's more just like most of the movie is the same in the, the versions of the Abyss, but there's some shots that are different. And then the ending is completely different.
2: I feel like that's very vital for the. The movie.
0: Yes. It has like, it kind of has the same ending, yep. but the, the messaging and the way it plays out is completely different. It
1: mm-hmm. sounds like you could just YouTube. If you've seen it once, you could YouTube the other one and yes. understand. I think that's
0: more. fine. So most, the time that I watched it most recently had the ending that people are like, don't use that ending, but that was the version that was on Amazon at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I just YouTube the other ending one. Yeah. yeah. That's better. Gotcha. <laughs> Makes way more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the abyss is great. Um, I'm going to cut out everything besides. Yeah, you should watch the abyss. <laughs> that, that was just for that was just for you guys and the Patreon. Uh, so this movie comes out, big success, redefines how movies are made, uh, how Hollywood is structured, and what their goals are with movies. How commercially successful they can be. And Steven Spielberg thinks in a, he's going to get 11 nominations for it. He only gets four. They don't even get a special effects nomination, which is still crazy.
2: That's definitely wild because they've definitely broke ground on how to like just film in general in that type of environment.
0: Even just on the ocean, they're breaking ground. So never mind like all the shark stuff and Mm -hmm. you know it is uh, the scenes when it's actually sinking and stuff. That's all special effects. Like it's fair. Come on. Um, But obviously, the big headline there is this: the Spielberg director snub. He wouldn't actually win it until, uh, well, for the 93 season. So the 94 award ceremony, he wins for Schindler's List. He also wins Best Director there. Then he wins Best Director a couple years after that. For what? What would he win for a couple years after that? He only has three wins. Director and Picture for Schindler's List. And then for, save, for Saving Private Ryan, he wins Best Director also. Gotcha. Oh,
2: yeah, that, that movie was fantastic.
0: So Director twice, Picture once. That's all his wins. Hmm. Only only two director wins, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. He's made a lot of good movies. He has made a lot of good movies. Big Steve. Big Steve. Um, did you guys ever ride the Jaws ride at Universal?
1: No. No. It's, it was great. I loved
0: that ride.
1: I rode something at SeaWorld called The Great White. That's close. Different.
0: <laughs> Um, you fortunately, since it's just like a slow moving, slow ish moving boat ride, you can watch a YouTube of it and get generally the whole idea. Gotcha. Uh, there's a really, so I've, I've hinted at this many times throughout the podcast, but I am, I do have some kind of nerdy about theme park tendencies. Um, when Jaws, so I know about this, for instance, when Jaws closed on its last day, there was like the equivalent almost of like the gentle minions thing that's happening now when kids are like getting all dressed up to go to the minions thing. Okay. Uh, it was kind of like that, but like for sad 20, late 20 to 30 year olds who really enjoyed the universal jaws ride because it has like a live person saying like, Oh, Hey, you're welcome to Amity Island and stuff like this. Gotcha. And so, um, there's a really good video of the jaws ride from its last day. Hmm from 10 years ago, has 259 million views. (laughs) Oh. Um, It's on the Theme Park Review YouTube page, and it is literally called, um, yeah, it's on the Theme Park Review YouTube page, and it's called Last Ride Ever on Jaws at Universal Studios Orlando for TPR. Uh, Yeah. Almost 260 million views in the last 10 years. (laughs) I've watched that video a few times. It's, It's really good. I recommend it. I'll have to watch it after this. It's only six minutes long, so it's shorter than the movie. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I'd recommend it. It's really cool. It's crazy. Uh, Have you seen any of the Jaws
2: sequels? I was honestly debating and just putting the rest on today after watching it. Just as something to watch in the background, but (laughs) I did not.
0: Uh, So Spielberg's got nothing to do with him. I think Peter Benchley doesn't, like, he didn't write sequels, I think. Mm. Uh, Jaws 2 is okay i mean none of them are good um
2: <laughs> so it like kind of keeps track with the sharknado movies <laughs>
0: probably oh yeah. yeah i wish i'd look this up because it's important context but roy scheider is essentially threatened by universal into making jaws 2 so he's really unhappy throughout the process <laughs> mm. um then Jaws 3D, I think, is about, like, the grown-up sons, and they work at a water park. like a, Not like a slides water park, but like a water um, show thing, with, like the women all s- water skiing, standing on each other's shoulders and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, they work at, like, one of those water parks, and for some reason, the enclosed water there... Feeds out to the ocean and a big shark makes its way up a it's, tube.
1: It's the shark that is seeking revenge on Brody's family. That's in four.
0: Oh, sorry. That's in four. And then then in Jaws Four, the revenge. Oh, right. Which Obviously. is about which is specifically just about Mrs. Brody. Uh, shouldn't they actually bring her back. And that's about her after a shark has killed her husband and sons. <laughs> um Deciding I should leave this island where sharks keep killing my family members. and so she flies to some tropical locale where Michael Kane is a seaplane pilot. <laughs> uh, and they have like a romantic tryst, but the the shark, because of course, sharks have strong familial bonds, aren't famously loners at all by nature and also have huge memories. Uh, this shark that is mad at Brody's wife for all the sharks that her family has killed tracks her to her tropical new home, and um, they continue their feud there.
2: Um, honestly, I think you just sold all those movies to me. I'm going to go watch them later. <laughs> I love those trash like, straight-to-DVD movies. It's pretty yeah, I think great.
0: they were all theatrically released. I they, mean, Jaws 3 is well, meant to be in 3D, so it has... Some of the worst 3D effects you will oh, ever
1: but, see. So good, but, but just from they that, still work with the blue blue red glasses. Oh,
2: nice! It's like just from that description, it sounds like your standard like C movie on the sci-fi channel.
0: Yeah. For some reason I've seen all four movies. Like, I don't I, know I, why. I feel like there was one
2: like I, sea beast would be like around the same time. Yeah. I it. think
0: they were on TV a lot at like 1am on sci-fi problem. Mm. I don't think I've actually seen the fourth one. I think I've
1: just heard about it. I've definitely seen it. I love talking about one. it.
0: Yep. <laughs> I think the third, the third one's with the electrical
1: wire. I think
0: that sounds right. There, there is a fun. So there, one of my favorite like Hollywood production stories is actually from jaws two. There's a scene where there's a bunch of kids out on a barge that's made up to look like an island. Like, like in yeah, real life, yeah. it's a barge, but they make it look like an island that has a power station on it. And the kids are trying to, like, mess with the power out there. Mm. Um, that can't be, you know, Yeah, best. Right, yeah. But in real life, it's just a set that's on the barge. Uh, except the kids are just on the barge by themselves. And the actors start screaming, like, help, there's a shark or whatever. And the film crew thinks, "Wow, they're doing such a good job rehearsing this scene." IRL, they were being circled by a bunch of sharks. Oh! <laughs> and so the kids were like, "Help us! There's a bunch of sharks!" And we're and they're like, "We're not even filming. Just wait, wait on that."
2: <laughs> Great job! Great job! That, that instantly makes me think of the uh, the breakfast scene for Alien. Oh, sure. we're like no one knew. Yeah, know like that was actually real. <laughs> Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, also the you saying it was the suns doing like the water skiing and stuff.
0: I think they just work there. It's not them doing the
2: water we, skiing. <laughs> but like that aspect, have you ever seen the movie Piranhas?
0: Uh no, haven't Ooh, seen any. That, that's definitely movies. one of those
2: like low tier, like bad sci-fi movies. But it's great yeah. because of it. And just great. the same things, piranhas just get there and they eat people while they're doing it. Oh, so like yep. they get pulled. And it's like one of the yeah, like the bar and then it comes back up and just half a body.
0: Yeah, man, I would re- recommend. It's no. it's
2: it's really cheesy,
0: but the Piranha movie is another obvious uh, dis- descendant, if that's even fair to say. Another thing that rips off. Jokes. Oh no, yeah. it definitely does.
2: <laughs> and the second one makes it even better. It's a uh, Piranha Three Double D.
0: Right. Yeah. I that.
2: <laughs> when I brought it up on Amazon, it came up with
1: a suggestion for the Meg.
0: Oh yeah, the Meg, even bigger shark. Yep. Oh, that
2: one's probably that one's with Jason Statham, right? It is. I kind of want go watch it. Jason
0: Statham and a bunch of f- people who are very famous in China for the international box office reasons. It's oh, amazing. really?
1: Yes. Such a good idea.
0: Yep. That's uh, yeah. It's it's an even more explicit version of what Fast and Furious does. Nice. But um, that's amazing. <laughs> so, what do you guys? So a, a debate that weirdly rages online kind of a lot, or maybe I just follow the wrong people on Twitter. Definitely true. Um, what genre is this movie? Suspense thriller. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah, so a lot of people say it's it's that or horror, and people are like, it's not horror, it's an adventure movie or whatever. It's not scary enough. It's like, well, it's got a couple really scary moments, but I probably wouldn't say horror. But
2: I I would say that like suspense thriller kind of fulfills that role for me. While like horror, the whole point of it is to make you jump the entire movie, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and there's there is a couple good jumps. I mean, you do see a disembodied head with like a crab that's eating out the dude's eye.
2: Yeah, (laughs) it's those slight moments, but I wouldn't. There's not enough of it to no. I I would agree
0: with like a suspense thriller. I'd say it's
1: absolutely not an adventure movie either, though, because it's missing some pretty key adventure movie
0: pieces you yeah, know, like that's how Spielberg looked at it
1: oh really yeah. I just I don't feel like they like like I guess if you're looking at it as the we have to slay the shark that's the whole okay I it just doesn't feel like your typical
0: like it doesn't really feel like anything else mm-hmm. so so that's my point is that despite the fact that we could all think about it and come up off the top of our heads with a list of all the things that are ripping this off or at least heavily indebted to it I feel like for the most part, the things that are lesser versions of this are pretty explicitly like creature feature horror movies.
2: Yeah. Or just sci-fi-esque.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whereas this is a lot less definable, even though it is like the first high concept movie or whatever. It is a lot more of like those little moments that I've been talking about throughout that – it so much more texture and Mm. there's like the the politics aspect of what's going on and what it's talking about in the movie
1: yeah well that's i was thinking like if you you could like the mist with for the stephen king one like that's a pretty similar premise with like the politics and like the monsters are kind of secondary um i wouldn't call that i'd call that horror probably a suspense thriller but i wouldn't call it an adventure movie either
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. So it's just, um, I mean, it's fingerprints, it's teeth marks, whatever, are all over American cinema to this day and Mm. probably always will be. On that note, because what a way to close it, right? We never have a good thematic closing. Um, On a scale of one to five of your choosing, what would you give this movie? And I'll add it to the show's. Activities or diary. I forget the word that they use on Letterbox. I'll put the rating on the show's Letterbox, which is late to the movies. The number two you can find is on Letterbox. What would you give this out of five?
2: Hmm. Um. I would give it like a solid, like probably like five point five. Like out of I, five? No, sorry, four point five. Oh, okay. Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> no, it's um, fine.
0: I like it a lot. No, too. no, no, no. Like, <laughs> it,
2: like it's definitely really good. I think if I had watched it a long time ago, that I would revere it higher because like there's not as much technology behind it yeah where like i have a lot more to compare to where i'm like this oh yeah it is just like a cheesy shark but it still does look very well done got you um just aged very well so i yeah. I'd definitely give it a high rating for that
0: cool hmm. i'd give it a four and a half orcas out of five yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, out of out of what for your four and a half?
2: Ooh, um, out of dismembered people.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, so four and a half orcas out of five for you? Orcas of the boat. Yeah,
1: I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. G- growing up, it's always been like a a pretty highly rated movie of mine, um, and I think it's impressive that it still holds up.
0: Yeah, this one's five Spanish ladies out of five for me. Um, <laughs> and it's just uh, wow. You farewell and adieu. You know it's uh mm. yeah. This is a perfect movie for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm spoiler alert for next week. I am giving a five to all four movies we're doing this month. Mm. But this one's uh one A for me. I'm not sure what one B is or one C or one D. But they're they're all five for me. But this is one's definitely first. One B is mm. probably Jurassic Park. No, is two is two E T. I don't know. I, w- I would really have to think about it. I will give a full rating on next episode. All
2: right. Um, I don't think I've ever seen La- Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: Ooh, Ooh, real good. That's a good yeah. one. You'd really like that. No, I know I would. I have, I have it on Blu-ray if you want to borrow <laughs> I'll
2: have to bring my movie supply over so you can peruse as well. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> um. So four and a half from each of Will and Robbie, a five from me. This puts it pretty high on our rankings, not quite as high as Raiders, but still up there. Raiders was uh, one four and a half and three fives. So
2: I think it's really hard for me to put movies at fives.
0: Yeah, it is for me, too. But I always I mean, I've I've talked about before, but it's just how much it resonates with me and how much it does what it's trying to do. Um, so these all, all four of the movies we're doing this month are fives for me, but this one is a different kind of five. (laughs) That's fair. So So what is a five for you? We, we didn't do ratings when you were on the alien episode. That's fair.
2: Like alien is my favorite movie. So it's kind of hard. Like that is obviously my five. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to like, just look through all my movies to get a better understanding of where I would rate things. Yeah, that's fair. This is, um, I, I think it's, I don't. I try not to compare movies to movies, and just kind of like as the singular entertainment.
0: Yeah, I like that. So this is a couple of years before Alien, or four years before Alien, I guess, because it's seventy nine. I want to say. Yeah, it's seventy nine. Uh, but not our oldest movie. That's still The Godfather, which is seventy two at this mm. point. Um, yeah, we got to get older at some point, man. There's a lot of good movies before that too. <laughs> oh, at all? Yeah. All right. Well, farewell and adieu. Show me the way to go home. Yeah. All good stuff. You're going to need a bigger podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Good job, guys. I almost don't want to do the spiel and ruin it, but I'd have to. Uh, You can find us on... I almost said LinkedIn. I legitimately almost said LinkedIn.
1: (laughs) All right. You can find us (laughs) on LinkedIn.
0: You can find us on Instagram at late to the movies underscore podcast. That's the number two. Same with the Gmail, late to the movies at gmail.com. You can listen to the podcast, rate, review, follow, like us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iTunes if you're on desktop, Podbeans. Uh, If you don't want to use any of those things, you can just Google the show and hit play. That's technically Google Podcast, but you can do it in a browser, so whatever. Um, other than that, we still have a T public store. Those, we can barely keep those shirts with Greg's face on them on the shelves. So get them while they're hot. Uh, get all of them. I don't know what number it lets you buy up to, but try and find out. Uh, yeah, we already did our good goodbye bits, So I'll just say thanks guys.
2: See you later. Thanks for having us.